as we continue to study the Lazarus story, I think one of the most powerful takeaways is that we realize that because of the way Jesus loves us, he moves in his timing, not ours. We're going to explore some more of this story today. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. We are continuing our study of Lazarus from John chapter 11. And the entire passage we're studying this week is verses 1 through 44. It's it's pretty long, so I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to pick up... Um, Basically, Jesus had gotten word that Lazarus was dead. He waited two more days and then he sent back to head back towards Bethany. And he has this interaction with Martha. So that's where we're picking up. It says, so when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them and their brother, Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. 
Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I, ha I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. When she had said this, she went away and called her sister Mary, saying secretly, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and was coming to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews, who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her were also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews were saying, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind men have kept this man also from dying? So Jesus again, be, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. So today, we're kind of focusing on the things that only God can do, the supernatural, or the moves of the Spirit, however you want to refer to it. And we're going to look at this text within the context of who Jesus was and what Jesus did. So if we're picking up where we left off yesterday in the conversation of Martha confronting Jesus, he responded to her faith-filled even though it was an angry <laughs> statement. And in verse 23, he responds to her. He doesn't mention her emotions toward him. He doesn't respond to her lack of cultural obedience to the Shiva, sitting Shiva, we talked about yesterday. He only makes her a promise. Your brother will rise again. And so Jesus promises life to that which is dead. Her response shows us something that would so, be so easy to miss if we aren't careful. She knows the theology of resurrection. We see that. It's clear from the passage. But she didn't know the person of the resurrection. And so even after spending so much time with Jesus, she didn't know him fully. And see, I know in my own life, after spending so much time learning the theology of the resurrection, I didn't necessarily always know him as the resurrection. And so until we allow him to speak into those places of our lives that we think are dead, there will be aspects of Jesus, who he is, that we cannot know. Martha had spent time with him, a lot of time, and she had served him and served alongside of him. And her family was in a close relationship with him. And she even had this faith that he was the healer. We see that. But this, she doesn't get this yet. Our emotions about the things that we have watched die can get in the way of our belief in who he is. 
And Jesus responds by explaining. What does he say? This is in verses 25 and 26. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. See, he doesn't just resurrect things that we thought were dead. He is the resurrection. Martha knew the Jewish faith, that the dead would be resurrected upon the judgment of the last day. But Jesus responds to her, and it moves her from head knowledge to heart knowledge. I always talk about head knowledge being you know it in your mind, but heart knowledge is you know it in your spirit. He is the one who fulfills the promises that the Jews were waiting on. And how many of us are like that? We understand things because we've been taught them. Jesus is the redeemer or the restorer or the healer. But when life hits, we can sometimes fall into this trap of longing for one day. One day Jesus is going to move. But we forget that he is not just the God of tomorrow. He's the God of today. In your sorrow, in your grief, in your loss, in your disappointment, in your pain, this is what Martha realizes. And we see her move to recognizing who he is and one of the most bold proclamations of his lordship that we see in all of scripture. She confesses something in verse 27. Martha believes in a different way and she knows him in a different way than she had previously. See, knowing Jesus is the resurrection, it changes the way that you view him or how you view your relationship with him. Martha looks at him and she says, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. That's powerful because we see a movement from head knowledge to heart knowledge. Martha confesses this reality of who Jesus was in the face of one of the most tragic moments of her life. This in and of itself is a huge expression of faith. And it changes even some of the dynamics about her relationship with Jesus. Because when you encounter Jesus as a person, allowing him into those broken spaces, you come to know him in a different way than you had previously. And it's in that place, that place of experiencing him in the surrender of your sorrow, that starts to heal the things that you thought were dead. That's how he breathes new life into us. So let me ask you the same question. Do you believe this? The question he asked her, do you believe this? Do you believe that he is the resurrection? Do you believe him when he speaks to your heart the only words that can heal it? My hope is that you are in a place where you can honestly answer that, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ. But if you can't, then I want you to stop and take some time to worship, to pray, to listen He's not going anywhere. In fact, he's ready to meet you on the road. But he's not going to force you to come. Let's not lose sight of what Martha was experiencing. Lazarus had been dead for four days. I know that for some of you, it feels too late. But don't allow what you see in the physical steal away your faith in the spiritual. He reminds her, and he reminds us, resurrection is not something that Jesus does. It's who he is. 
Resurrection and life are not a sermon or even a Bible study. They are a person. He proves to them that he is the resurrection. He is the redeemer and the restorer of all things. Do not lose sight of that. Just because we don't see it in our timing doesn't mean that it isn't happening. Lord God, I pray for my friends today that if they are struggling today with something that they feel has been dead, that they would surrender that thing to you, God. And that in our sorrow, in our grief, in our brokenness, you would meet us in a way that helps us to know the person of the resurrection. God, we don't want to just know about the resurrection, but we want to know you as the resurrection. God, we surrender that thing that's heavy on our heart to you today. God, I pray that you would be with my friends as they go throughout their day, that you would constantly, constantly overwhelm them with how much you love them. So in Jesus' name I ask these things. Amen. I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.